0: Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation, and where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Welcome to another edition of Heart of the Matter podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hellman, and with me today is John Vandalou.
1: What's going on, guys?
0: Not too much. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing good. Doing excellent.
2: And Mark Baumgarner. Yes. Hello, young man. Good, good to be with you guys. What's going on? Not much, dude. Happy to be here.
0: Yes. As always, we are happy to be here. Um, so what's anything going on with you guys this week since the last time we've talked?
1: Um, well, you know, just growing my TikTok account. Yeah, got yeah. Some, yeah, I got some people, got, got some people uh, reaching out to me for deliverance and... Uh, definitely, Lord's definitely going to use that platform. I think. Well, oh, he's been u- he's been using it through a lot of different people, but yeah, a couple thousand. I'd, yeah, I figured I'd get on uh, get on that wave.
0: You had uh, <coughs> at least three videos, I think, that I saw that yeah. you dropped. So. Yeah,
1: I po- I posted like twenty some videos. <laughs> oh, since then,
0: <laughs> stupid oligarchs at Facebook <laughs> 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 keeping me from seeing my friends' postings. Yeah. So. Oh,
1: from like onto Facebook, you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I haven't posted everything over to Facebook. Oh, okay. But like on TikTok, yeah, I'm just I'm blasting away over there. Um, but yeah, I mean, like God's definitely used TikTok. I mean, there's a lot of evil on TikTok, you know. But
0: yeah, I get to see those videos come up on my Facebook too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But it's cool to see, like, you know, the Lord use that algorithm for His glory, and um, you can you can really grow you can grow accounts really fast on TikTok. So you know.
0: I have to watch the evil videos at work, too, from my other coworkers. They're like, oh, look at this. Check this person out and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, man. So, yeah. No, there's definitely good and bad on, on TikTok and yeah, Facebook. That's so. everything. Instagram.
1: I mean, mm-hmm. anywhere there are humans. It's the world. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, but... Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. You know, I've had people say like, "Oh, why teach on that? Why, why share that opinion?" Or you know, it's like it's already been said. It's yeah, but it's already been said by other people, mm-hmm. not me. You mm-hmm. know, God created me for a purpose, and
0: well, you, you have know. a different audience that they might not have heard that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. or are just a different style of of teaching too. Nope. You know, I mean. W- you know, I I have different teachers that I enjoy that teach similar concepts and similar beliefs. on you know, but yeah. but Francis Chan might have a different twist than John Piper. You know, or like yeah, yeah. you know, delivery, what I mean? Tim uh, Keller. Yeah. You know, they're going to have a little bit different spin on things. Yeah. And uh, it's like flavor, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm, de- I'm the delivery, new flavor right? on the block. Your <laughs> delivery yeah. is going
0: to be different than Mark's delivery mm-hmm. and mine versus someone else's. Yeah. And that that's important. Um. Yeah. Because. Mm-hmm. I, 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 There was this concept, you know, I think my wife has even said this before, which is like, you know, wh- kind of in that same vein. Why say something that someone already else has said? Hmm. And you kind of, and I've thought about that and stuff before, but it's like, well, yeah, but all these people that we look up to all they have done is taken knowledge that they have learned from other people and translated that into our own language for us to bring it to us in a palatable way right I, i've
1: actually heard mm-hmm. people say that we're beyond the age of information already and now we're in the age of aggregation mm-hmm. where it's it's just finding information aggregating you know like compiling it into formulas or you know topics and and videos and podcasts and yeah and, and putting it out there, you know, it's like, yeah. why why well why start a podcast? There's only like thirty five, thousand yeah. Christian podcasts yeah. out there. It's like, well, those other podcasts aren't me, Mark and Josh talking. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it's like uh. we're image bearers of God. Mm-hmm. We might have we have unique circumstances, and this is I'm like, I hope people are listening and and like perking up their ears, being like, listen, mm. if you have skills, you have talents. So it's yeah. given to you by God. You're a unique individual. And if God wants to use you in that way, go for it. Or explore a little bit. Maybe you haven't heard the voice of the Lord directly convict you or tell you to do a specific thing. Just explore. Try some different things. Maybe yeah. you'll enjoy something and God will give you—we gr- have grace, you know. We're talking about freedom <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right yeah. now. So, but yeah, I mean, it's just being confident and— uh, that's part You're of our knowing, nature, right? Yeah, knowing Freedom to
0: explore. God yeah. gave us a world to explore. God gave us different abilities to explore. We can develop abilities, you know, uh, for as talented as Jimi Hendrix was on guitar— he had to develop that as well.
1: I mean, yeah. think about yeah, think about it like this too. I know
0: Jimi Hendrix. Some people are being like, Ooh, the <laughs> "Oh, the same stuff." Hey, listen, Jimi Hendrix was a talented guitarist. Yeah. Okay. Like the I'm guitar, sorry, the, the
1: guitar wasn't sinning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but like, think about it. You know, like the Bible has been taught on for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's if you re- if you read the Bible from page from first line to last line straight through, I think it takes like 72 hours. Like, if you don't stop reading. Mm. Like, Francis Chan did that once. They wow. they did, like, a public reading of the Bible. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they had, like, people, staff to, like, take mm-hmm. over every hour. Yeah, yeah. I think it or takes three, three days. It's,
0: like, three full days. I think we did that at college. They do it once every year at our, the college I went to, and I think That's it cool. takes
1: three days yeah, to do it. Yeah, day and it. night. Yeah. So, I mean, so if you take that, for example, right? If you can read the whole Bible in three days, three days. Mm-hmm. Yet, we're all going to church every Sunday, week after week, for years, for our, our entire lives. And it's been going on for thousands of mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty sure we're not hitting new realm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but but there is, though. Unless you listen to Michael Heiser. There is. Yeah, for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there is because there's variations to how yeah. you see life and how you can relate biblical mm-hmm. texts to what you've experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's... I don't know. It's cool. It's cool to think about.
2: Yeah. And there's also no bottom to the depth of like God's word. Anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. But even, uh,
0: I, I know I joked about listening to Michael Heiser. Even what he says, you know, this is why I thought of that is because he, he's a great teacher, right? He has brought teaching into this age in a way that needed to be brought in the way he brought it. Because everything he's saying is from studying. And he will even joke about the people that he studies are are good bedtime reading material because it'll put you to sleep, <laughs> like when you read it. And so all of the information he gets is from in depth study from different Jewish scholars, um, different Greek scholars, all this stuff in the past. He's taking different re- religious texts, historical texts, and he's putting that together in a way that's palatable and less uh, bedtime story. <laughs> Uh, you know, so again, it's like here's this guy that everyone looks up to, and says, "Well, that's something different." Well, no, it's just he's taking all the information we had before and
1: putting kind of a different twist on it.
0: His book, Demons, mm. has been a
1: has been rough to get through all the way. It's kind of a sleepier one. Mm. It's not yeah. as exciting as Supernatural for sure, but it's so in depth. Like there's so yeah. much depth to it. I mean, it's it for context, people. The the uh, the book is on demons in the Old Testament mm. yeah. for the most part. You know where they come from. And uh, where are they in the text? Because because there's only like one or two instances in the entire Old Testament where demon is even listed in yeah. the, in English. Mm. Um, so it's like this huge, long study. It's a, it's a pretty long book. Mm. It, it might be one of those books where it's, it would be better to have a hard copy of because I'm listening mm. to it. Yeah. Mm. And it's so in-depth, you know. It's just like. Oh yeah. oh it's right cuz like half of it's Hebrew. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know like he like yeah. breaks it down in Hebrew and then English. Yeah. But uh
0: but yeah, he's, but he, yeah you know what I'm yeah. saying
1: like there's just there's endless there's endless amounts of information and God uses uh, you know niches, he uses groups, he uses denominations even. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he enjoys denominations existing but but he'll use the, the the confines that we've boxed out mm-hmm. to, to, to be a vehicle. You yeah.
0: Know? yeah. And I would say, you know, with the denominations, I just think that's like, again, the, the heart thing, you know, like I, I get why people separate for their certain, you know, Baptist looks on stuff, but as long as you're not cutting people out because of Stupid stuff, you know. As if if the dogmatic principles are there, and you're like, that's still my Christian brother over there. We just don't agree on this, you know. Hmm. Whatever. Um, I consider myself non-denominational, but yeah, I just it's more division, right? Um, we just like to create our boxes, like you said, and put ourselves in those boxes. And it's like, you know, we try to do that with God. Um, and I feel like a lot of times we try to elevate ourselves with that, you know, yeah, it's uh, that, yeah. it's that searching for knowledge so that we can come with an argument from the authority of, uh, an argument of authority, um, which is a false, uh, if you've ever done logic and critical thinking class, that's a very bad way, um, to make an argument, um, unless you're God. <laughs> um, so Pharisee. yeah, yeah. So, it, it, but you know, that's, that's one of the things I feel like I've learned, um, especially with listening to Heiser and stuff is like one of the things humans have always wanted is, is attaining knowledge, but that's only to get to power. Uh, so they can hold knowledge over people. A lot of times, if you look in the old Testament, you look in historical context, people wanted knowledge and, because it
1: gave them power it's it, our flesh Yeah. it's our flesh it's, so it's it's like it's like primate it's yeah. like the primitive version of us you know but, but it, you, it's it, we we it, it'll not it naturally occurs if we're not be, yeah. like being conscientious of it so like
0: in in school um, dying to our flesh you know if you look at school um, a practical sense would be like make bullying someone because they don't know something that you do or you literally just found it out the day before because you Googled it. And then you ask somebody about it and they don't know and be like, oh, this guy doesn't know about uh, how many shots Michael Jordan made in the 1998 finals or whatever, yeah. you know, like, and, and then we joke <laughs> around with other people. And then other people that don't know go, oh, my gosh, that's so ridiculous. Google how many shots did Michael Jordan hit in the night? You know, and, and so it is, it starts out young, that authority that we can get over somebody and pressure them down. But um, anyways, going back to that knowledge, that that just is something that always kind of popped in my head. I didn't realize that um, just like with authority and stuff, there's always this concept of people trying to usurp the power of someone else and take their authority, whether that be through God's knowledge or whether that be through their own power and might, or nowadays through money. You know, people always say, follow the money. Well, money gets you to power. And so once money ceases to exist, power still exists. So that is the one thing that is more powerful than money because money is just a means to power hmm. and authority. So um, you can write that down if that helps you out in life. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Mark, how about you? Did you have a good week? Anything to report from this week?
2: Yeah, I actually went to, well, I guess I was kind of sharing it with you. Um, yeah, I was in Minneapolis, St. Paul this past weekend. And so it was kind of fun to have an extracurricular trip out of town. Um, but yeah, I had the opportunity to fellowship with a buddy from college. Actually, he's the one that baptized me uh, in Israel. Thanks. Twelve years ago in
1: Israel, twelve years ago, yeah, in
2: the Jordan River, in the Jordan River, the very <laughs> where supposedly
0: Jesus himself was baptized, supposedly according to records. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was a blast. Was weekend. his name John? Uh not quite. Okay. He goes was by he a Baptist. B- he goes by BC <laughs> Brandon Sernock. Okay. Not a Baptist, but in that moment he was. It um, would have
0: been crazy coincidence.
2: Yeah. But no, yeah, it was just a it was a blessed weekend, yeah, just a lot of cool opportunity for fellowship and um, yeah. Saturday night, I met a young woman from Ethiopia, which like how often does that happen? You know, not necessarily here in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just cool to witness to her and yeah, that's cool. Kind of have have that cultural exchange. So yeah, I'm feel, guessing feel there's blessed. a
0: hired higher density of Ethiopians out of the cities?
2: Uh, it's mostly Somalians, which is, mm-hmm. which is pretty close. Um, but yeah, she was saying, she's part of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church and she was saying there's like six different venues that she could go to mm-hmm. just in Minneapolis. Uh, as opposed to like none, I'm sure in the greater <laughs> Western Wisconsin,
0: yeah, Northern Western Central Wisconsin, <laughs> that's it, that's it. <laughs> because of the be shape
2: cool of
1: Wisconsin. Of those, yeah,
2: no, it would be super awesome.
1: Because no of those
0: shape of Wisconsin, they have to come up with different geographical locations. Speaking of
1: visiting churches, man, me and Dennis have both recently have we've both both recently had dreams about the messianic of, of visiting a Catholic church. Oh. That's You're, been on my heart for a while too. going to Catholic church,
2: dude.
1: Obviously, not for not chain not to like go back to the the real true church. You want to go
0: get sprinkled? That's what you <laughs> want.
1: <to. laughs> no, but just I don't know to witness or to, you know, if God, I don't know, I don't know, you know, like does yeah. God want to demonstrate His power there? I don't know, you know. Yeah. Mm. Hallelujah! If it's through me, you know, cool. You know, yeah. but I don't know. That's been. A I, I just know that I dreamt about it, and Dennis like showed up at prayer group <laughs> this morning, and he said. Hey, dude, yeah, yeah, I had this dream of like going to uh, a Catholic church. Either he said he dreamt about it. I can't, now I can't even remember. I dreamt about it for sure. He was either saying he wanted to go visit a Catholic church. I think he said he dreamt it. I think we Mm -hmm. both dreamt it. I'm going to go with that. We both dreamt it. I
2: I, I had a vision actually of me speaking before a Catholic church about a year ago when I was in Zambia. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it's yet to come to pass. I mean, I guess I haven't stepped into it, right? But yeah, it's been on my heart as well. (laughs) Mark it on the
0: calendars. Yeah, Catholic yeah. churches in Eau Claire area—they got masses. There's like, a lot of the week
1: too. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Some of them do them daily. Yeah, yeah. Just go up there and start reading scriptures. You know, just like mm-hmm. Jesus in the synagogues. Yeah, yeah the Spirit, Spirit of the Lord
2: is upon me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, all right, well, we're gonna dive into it. Um, you know, my week hasn't been uh, anything but just working a lot of overtime still. So. Um, but a little bit of a struggle uh, at work, but, uh, you know, God is good. He's doing good things and, um, you know, praying for some people at work. And, uh, Amen. you know, he's given me at least a couple brothers there that I can talk to. So that's nice. Um,
2: Any answered prayers at work yet, or is that something to Terry?
0: He's answered my prayers and being able to talk. About my faith with people. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't think you can, uh, you definitely can. You just, you, you, you gotta know your limits with people and you gotta know what people will allow you to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even tell people that I'm like, you know, I, I know I like to talk. Uh, if you don't know, I, I like to talk. Um, I have a podcast, so, uh, but, uh, <laughs>
1: what's it called? Yeah.
0: Part of the matter. Sounds, um, sounds intriguing. But you know, everyone knows I like to talk. I'm a conversationalist. Um, but I like to talk about things that matter for the most part. I, I like to joke around if you can't tell. And I like to talk about things that matter. Can't and One of those things all. is, uh, is, is, what you place your faith in, mm. what's going to happen in the afterlife. These are important things.
1: Yeah, you know, we'll be judged for our idle words too. Mm.
0: Yeah. 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 Sorry, God. Jesus. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> I have done that. Um, yes. So, yeah, anyways, it, it, it's given me an opportunity to talk to these guys, whether they are completely, like, opposed to it right now mm-hmm. um, or have had actual conversations that might mean something to them, um, that's to be seen. I feel like I'm in the category of just very hard hearts and no one cares there. It's like they, they're they whatever, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Um, but I also try to slip in little things. Like I was kind of talking with one guy who's a crazy guy. I, I feel like he really does have a good heart, but he is just like in a cultural mindset Um, and I just like told him, Jesus loves you. Like, as I was kind of doing something with them and, uh, I don't know if he heard it or not. I think he did, but you know, I'm just trying to slip in little things here and there, but God has given, um, appointments and stuff and conversations have been brought up. So, you know, I'm thankful for that. And like I said, he's given me a couple brothers in Christ there to, to be able to talk to, um, and encourage, and so whether it's just encouraging other brothers in Christ and talking to them um, or whether there's actually going to be some other fruit in, in maybe future, you know, maybe I won't see it, but maybe I'll, I'll be a seed. Mm-hmm. I'm praying and believing that I'll be a seed for some of these people to, you know, hopefully be like, well, what is that Christ in that life that that guy was talking about? You know, he always seemed to talk about him at work and stuff and, Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just hope my life, even though some of my idle words and my idle actions can be um, non godly, um, a lot of times like that, they can tell that I'm a Christian and that you know they can ask questions and stuff. And that's what I'm praying is that hey, you know why why do you why do you worship God? Why do you believe in Him and that stuff? I'm hoping those conversations and believing mm-hmm. that those will come about.
1: Yeah, I think it'd be a surprise that that that's occurred to me. You know, like with uh you know I've had I've had friends come to faith and reach out to me from my past where I'm like I, I don't remember really reflecting Jesus very well uh, but but they remembered you know so it's it's kind of humbling it's like, oh you know I was a light even when I didn't even though I didn't feel like it you know I was judging myself yeah or um, you know still living in I still had a lot of sin you know in my life. But uh but there was light there and it was noticeable. So yeah. uh, and from my experience, you know. So I just you know, just yeah. wait, you know, wait down the road. Yeah. You know, someone might call out to you and be like, Hey, I just received Christ. Like it was because of your conversations five years ago at Nestle. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Well, we, we all have
0: a mutual friend as well as Nestle, one of my our Christian brothers that works there, um, who's getting married here at the end of this month. So congratulations. Yeah, I gotta
1: speak at that.
0: So uh but uh, anyways, he's he had kind of mentioned to, to you, Mark, and edified me through you unintentionally that I was a well-known stalwart Christian, one of the few at Nestle. So that really shocked me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here tooting my own horn. I literally was in disbelief mm-hmm. that with how I act and stuff at work sometimes, because like you said, John, we can be our own worst critics, yeah. that... Here I am again, a a person who struggles with perfectionism, then goes out and doesn't see that the fruit of self control in him at work and stuff. Um, Perfection,
1: perfectionism is not on the tree. No, no, no. I mean, there's no fruit
0: for that. I mean, uh, I mean, for self control. (laughs) I know, I know, I
1: know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I listen, my leaves have to be exact on every branch, okay? (laughs) If I am not growing a symmetrical fruit. Um, Anyways, so. you know, for someone who is hard on himself and then having another Christian, um, young though he may be in the Christian faith, like to to know that someone that I didn't really talk to that much until this past couple months, you know, and really getting to know, like said something about that, about me that, that like, wow, thanks God, I needed that. <laughs> like I needed that. Um, so that's really edifying. Cause I, I I can be pretty hard on myself. So God is graceful. He is, he is awesome. Um, So even if you guys, like John was saying, go out and do things in your freedom. God has given you talents. If you don't feel you have a talent, start exploring. Um, I didn't feel like I had any talents really to give other than speaking. So I'm still trying to figure out how to use that gift.
1: Yeah, I'm in that same I'm in that same boat. I wish I could just like whittle some wood down and make something, or yeah. you know, fix a car. I, I you know, so yeah. it'd just be easier to know what to do with that, you know. Yeah. Whereas I, you know, I don't know, you know, what I, we're doing I, right I now. I talk good. Yeah, you what, know, what we're I
0: doing right now, people wouldn't good. even. A lot of people <laughs> wouldn't even see this as a real job and stuff. But, but you know, it is. We're. I, I'm not here to really. I, I know we want to start a media podcast, you know, uh, and, and go deeper than, than that, like an actual media ministry, but like, I don't see this as necessarily a form of entertainment. Like, yeah, we're going to entertain, uh, but that's not the main drive, right? Like our main drive is to glorify God. And like, this is what the only gift I've ever felt I've ever had was the gift of gab or talk, <laughs> the <gift of> gab. <laughs> you know, like, so... Um, this is the only thing I I could really see other than giving up my house or, or, you know, to use for group gatherings or, like, at my job talking to people and stuff. Like, I'm just trying to find ways in my own life to what do I have that I can give? Not what do I wish I have that I could give, but, like, literally, what do I have right now, God, that I can give to you? Um, And, you know, I'm praying and believing that He's going to use that, even if I don't see it. So... Um, that's freedom. freedom. <laughs> that's, that's the that's faith freedom. in the freedom that God gives me. So on, yeah. on that, um, you know, we'll jump in. And, uh, just for those who have been listening again, we've been talking about freedom. Um, we've really also been heavily talking about faith and how that plays an important role in freedom. They kind of go hand in hand. Um, the more faith that you have, The more freedom you're going to experience, the more freedom you experience, the more faith it lends you. And so we've been talking about um, how we are free from sin. And then we talked a little bit the last couple uh, podcasts about freedom from guilt. And we talked about the difference between guilt and shame. And now we're going to transition uh, to freedom from your past. Um, So this is something where... Um, You know, I think all of us can attest, and and everyone that's been a Christian, once you realize this, once you feel that freedom, um, you really kind of understand that you can let go of your past. That doesn't mean that you don't learn from those things and keep truths that God has taught you from mistakes you've made in your past, but that your past no longer defines you. Like, you are not your past anymore. Like and, and this goes into your identity, and we're going to talk a little bit on, on that some more in, in the upcoming episodes, um, but that you aren't an adulterer anymore. You aren't a sinner anymore. And I know we've kind of hit on that, but you aren't these things you once were labeled because you're not going to condemnation anymore. You're going to righteousness because you are righteous in God. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is the freedom from your past, the freedom to let go that you have been holding on to these burdens for however long in your life. Whether it's whether you're 14 in realizing this or whether you're 74 in realizing this, letting go of your burdens in, in how freeing that in and of itself can can be.
1: I would go as far as to say is you're not like you're not an alcoholic anymore. Mhm. Yeah. You know you know what I mean some people say like well you're not I'm I'm always an alcoholic it's like one of the things they talk about in the steps like i would go i would go even as far as to say like you're beyond that too yeah you know i wouldn't use that as an identifier yeah Yeah. and, and i'm not like you know what i mean if you if you've gone to the steps the programs you know and you're listening like i don't you know i don't mean that to, as a you know as a swing at you or anything like that no it's a
0: delineation like between I think
1: that words matter um, yeah
0: we were talking about how, again, last episode, and I've had this conversation with the guy at work who um, is giving me a little grief over this. But we are no longer sinners. Like that doesn't mean we we don't sin. You know, God says that if you say you have no sin in your life, you are not of Me. Like that's, we, we that's def-
1: I said that's the prerequisite. Yeah, that verse is like the step into it. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you need to admit to when you come to faith. Like, I oh. am a sinner and I am in need of a savior. And then you receive that savior, step into Christ, receive Holy Spirit. Now you're not a sinner anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're a whole now you're a saint. Now you are saved. Now you are righteous. Now you are a holy one. Now you're seated in heaven. Now you're free from all condemnation. Amen. So that, I've seen that verse come up when that's when that's said. It makes me cringe because it's like, that verse is the, that's the first, that's the step, that's step one.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> you know,
1: like, admit that's Admit not... that
0: you're failing. It's, it's like the seventh, of course you're, you're talking I about sin. the step program, right, for alcoholism. The first step is to admit you have a problem. Yeah. But it's not to get to the point where, like, you you're freed from it. And then you could say, well, I'm still an alcoholic. No, no, no. You are now through the process. You are not an alcoholic anymore. You may fail and stumble back into that, but you're not that anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like if God views me as righteous, as pure, if he views me as whiter than snow, (laughs) why am I going to say that I'm not? Mm -hmm. You know, why would I say that I'm not? Mm
2: -hmm. Why
1: would I call myself a sinner when God doesn't call me a sinner? Mm -hmm. I I just don't.
0: I think it's part of a victimhood mentality we we like to keep ourselves to low expectations because we're afraid to fully step into the life that God has called us to because I feel a lot of people know the extent to which they're going to have to go to give their lives
1: fully committed to Christ I think there's uh I think people struggle with the idea too of you know, like uh, stepping on the sovereignty of God, mm-hmm. you know, where we're, I don't want to say anything that's even remotely close to being out of bounds because of how sovereign God is. And it's like, God is sovereign. God is holy. Like he is, um, he is one to be feared, but mm-hmm. not by us, not in that type of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like God desires us. He, he desires intimacy, you yeah. know, he he desires to love on us, to cherish us. When you look at the, the 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 parable of the prodigal son, you know, when you see that story, what do you? I mean, you don't see. I don't know, man. You're the son. You're getting the ring. You're getting the robe. You're getting the you're getting the feast. You're getting the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you got the inheritance. You blew it. Even after you blew it, he was like, "Here, I'll, you know, come back. I'll give you more." You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that as a means to abuse it, you know, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just, it's just this thing. Like we co-labor with God. We are imagers of him. And I know like Heiser's work has really kind of clarified this too. It's just like, we're called to be like, like what does image bearer means? It doesn't mean that I just look like him maybe, even though God is spirit. It doesn't mean that I just have characteristics of him. Cause that's, of course we do, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. It's that we are representatives of him on earth.
0: Mm -hmm. Ambassadors of Christ. In
1: place of him. Like, and the only way that we get to be that way is through Holy Spirit, through, through, through the call that he has placed on us, through the, you know, him creating us. I'm the clay. He's the potter. You know, like, yeah. Like those are all truths, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But now what? Now I labor for him. I co-labor with him. You know. I yeah. get to make choices. Mm-hmm. I get to have freedoms. Like yeah. he desires us to co-labor with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I think it actually brings him joy. You know when he because he he you know he mm-hmm. he pokes at us. You know he calls he gently whispers things to us, and when we start to catch on and start to walk in what he has for us, mm-hmm. you know. God yeah. enjoys that. I, you know, God loves that. God, I, I think that just brings joy to God yeah. personally, well, to I, Father.
0: I know I've said this a couple, I think a couple times before. I, I'm pretty sure I said it last time, but I also think again, it goes back to that Moses syndrome, right? God's sitting here saying, I want you to speak to the Egyptians. And the first thing Moses does is say, I, I can't do that. I can't speak. I'm, I have a bad tongue, low and lowly as me, right? Yeah. Victimhood. I can't do that. Fear, man, victimhood. Well, I think that's what a lot of, again, a lot of people say, if I come to Christ, that's enough for me. Like, I just want to get to heaven. That's great. I know that God exists. I just want to get to heaven. But then I'm afraid I'm going to have to give up all my fun and stuff if I realize that I am righteous because God has made me. Now, we're not saying that we're God, obviously. I think that's what you were kind of hinting at, is that people feel like it's almost like a blasphemy to say that we're righteous because it's like we're encroaching on the throne of God that we're trying to supplant God and put ourselves there. It's like no, 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 no. You don't understand that God has
1: put us in the in the literally in the holy courts. Like that's do you, do you not know you're going to judge angels? Yeah. Like we're on the divine council with him. Um but that you know that's what I'm saying is like so you've got the
0: you've got that side of things but you've also got the side of we continuously are just self-destructive as, mm-hmm. as the human race, right? We, all we've done since we have been created is to, to do the opposite of Christ, which is destruction, right? Mm-hmm. If, if Christ is life, we literally have created destruction because that's what hell is and that is what we're doing, right? We're doing everything that we shouldn't be. That's not to say that we can't do good because God has created that within us, but literally— the There's an overflow of grace. Yeah. There's of That we're able to do some good things. So we try to do that with our image as well, right? We try to do everything we can to say we're not the image of God, whether it be by our actions, by our thoughts, by our spirit, and whether that be Satan and stuff yes. also attacking us. Yes. We try to put that upon ourselves as well. We say, like— well, because if I if I expect this of myself, if I know this of myself, I have to expect this of myself. And if I know this of myself, I know the capabilities that I have. And now who is given 10 talents, more is required of you. And if I'm given 100 talents, well, more is required of me. Well, I got to tell you, if you know that already and you're keeping yourself from that, you're still required of it. <laughs> like you're just hindering yourself without actually stepping into your knowledge.
1: Well, there, that parable is scary a little bit too because there's the person that did nothing with the talents. Mm-hmm. He hid the talents. Yep. He, he took care of them. The talents are right there, right where God gave it to him. Mm-hmm. He, he took it or the master gave it to him. He, he hid it. He, did, he buried it and kept it. And yep. then when his master came back, he hands that back exactly what was given to him. And and the master is angry and says I am going to cast you out into eternal dark darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. So I mean like I know we're saved by grace through faith this is all true but like man that story is we, Well belief if when you believe when you know when you actually believe in something there is an evidence of it right? And we need to test and examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith and then take that step forward. Move, move with the Lord. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, Yeah, I, I don't mean to bring that up because we're talking about freedom here, you know, but, but yeah. I mean, there's like, there's that reality too, you know? Yeah. I just read about that. Talking about freedom too, just briefly, I, I read John chapter four this morning and, uh, you know, it's the the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, hmm. and I, I literally just I literally just cried yeah. <laughs> reading uh, John chapter four, and I sh- told yeah. my wife she was like, "Why'd you cry about that?" You know, it's like I don't know because Ram- because of Rama, <laughs> you know, um. the Holy Spirit just re- revealing the word, you know, just feel like just that revelation. It, it's when it's when she. She talks about, yeah, I know about the Messiah coming, and he's like, I am he who who this talk, you know, I am he when he says it's like I yeah. am I am the Messiah. Mm-hmm. I just like let's <laughs> just yeah. you know, start. But like yeah. he so she's she's a divorcee of five men living out of wedlock with another man, which is like at that time period far worse. I mean it's the same sin in God's eyes, but you know what I mean? Like
0: mm-hmm. culturally cult- very nice. Culturally,
1: accepted. this is like way out there, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, that's why it even says that she goes to the well at a different time. Yeah, so she's, she's not no-cash. belittled by other people. She's basically a leper mm-hmm. at this yeah. point. You know, yeah.
1: And he's asking her, which just the mixture of their conversation would be abnormal, right? In that time period, and he's like, "Would you give me some water?" I you just, know, and and then and then he and then he basically calls her to go share the word of him being in Samaria, and she does. She runs back to the town telling everyone. So, you know, if you look at freedom, look at what that woman did before. You know, yeah. like, look at the sin in her life, and God just has this, you know, I don't know how long the exchange won, if it was five minutes, ten minutes, like in The Chosen, or if it was an hour-long conversation. We don't exactly know. Yeah. Um but to have that conversation and have her entire life switched mm-hmm. and to her being the precursor to his arrival in that town, in that city. Yep. yep. In that region.
0: She almost was a prophetess of, of him coming yeah. because of what had happened in her life and what he had done. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's that's pretty without
1: cool. condemnation. He didn't condemn her. Mm-hmm. He didn't guilt her. Oh. Oh. You know, he said he's he just told her what she did. He told he told her Her life, Mm -hmm. and that was enough for her to, to to realize that this is the this is the Messiah. I need to, I need, like, I, she repented. That's repentance. That's yeah. what repentance looks like. Mm-hmm. To move out from the sin that she was in and move into the what she was called into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, not sitting there, not going back to her house, pondering if she's worthy to preach, if she's mm-hmm. worthy to share the news, if she's worthy mm-hmm. to tell people about Jesus being there. No, she just went and started proclaiming the Messiah is here. You know, yeah. like he is yep. here. You know, this is a joyful thing. And I feel like we mope around so much as Christians, Mm -hmm. and we're not jumping for joy proclaiming because we're so burdened with our past. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, she's also a female, right? He chose a female to go and preach the gospel. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, Mark, you had something. Oh, I was just going
2: to say, yeah, it's so much of a mindset thing, and that actually plays really well into our verse, if you want me to. Yeah, we're go ahead. We've we got a verse from Colossians here. Yes, yeah, so we've got Colossians 1, 21 through 23. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you wholly in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. If you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel, this is the gospel that you heard and that has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which
1: I, Paul, have become a servant. Some good stuff, but yeah, right on point. Yeah, That's the Holy Spirit right there, Yeah, that's right where we were. That (sighs) was was my morning devotional.
0: I was even going to say this point, John, as you were talking about, there's this this sense of, in the Christian church, I know a lot of the left of our country points to something like this as well and uses this uh, kind of as a way to be judgmental themselves but they'll look at the church and say, oh, do not judge. You know, we're talking about this right now at at church about um, how everybody in our culture knows the verse, do not judge, because people use that as a way where they can live their lives however they want to and say, well, you're not supposed to judge me. And that's not, that's heavily taken out of context. You can't just be living a life for Satan and then us not come along and be like, hey, I just want to share the gospel with you. Not that we're going to Tell you, force you to get out of that life, but we're going to still come and proclaim the good news and say it's wrong. Um, and so, playing into that, we're talking about freedom from our past. You know, that woman at the well, she was condemned by religious people, by people going to the synagogues, and, and this is the hardened mix that we need to find, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted this podcast, is because we need to find that middle ground between the two polarizations in our country where we can love everyone, people who are gay, transgender, that we don't agree with their lifestyles because it is considered sinful in the Bible, but we still come alongside them and love them. People who are adulterous, people who are sinners that Jesus ate with, not to become sinners ourselves or to indulge the flesh ourselves, but to walk in the Spirit alongside them so that we can bring them into the kingdom of heaven as well. And I think that's one part we do very horribly on both sides. You're either an evil person who hates homeless people, or all you're trying to do is encourage the Extreme living standards that people enjoy their flesh, right? Like, there's no middle ground, and there is. I'm saying that that's out there. But if you pay attention to our media, if you pay attention to any type of podcast like this, this is what you're gonna get. You have the extremes. There's no grace on either side. Yeah, You're, you're evil. You're either a person who believes that abortion's okay, and you're an evil person that. Maybe you're mixed up. Maybe you don't have the right logic or whatever. But then on the other side, you don't care about women's rights, right? You're an evil person who wants to oppress people in the Handmaid's Tale, handmaid's tale right? Yeah. Like there's no middle ground. You
1: know what I love? I, I literally just had this vision, right, in my mind. Like the gospels just flashed before my eyes here, all right, when you were talking about all that. Um, it's funny because there there isn't a lot of middle ground. Like there isn't. I know our, I know Pastor's series is like on intolerant. Like his the series yeah. is intolerant. And like Jesus was intolerant to, you know, like sin, death, all kinds of things, you know. But it's funny because he he was kind of like the guy in the middle ground. Uh like and and the and the image that I had, let me, I'll 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 explain. The image that I had was like when he confronted he got into the dirt, you know, he went in front of the people that were gonna stone the adulterous woman. Like But you're talking about like the transgender, the homosexuals, or the people caught, you know, you know, having abortions, or like all all these different things. Like I'm pro-life, obviously, right? Mm -hmm. If I saw someone like literally hating on someone who is transgender or homosexual, I would probably stand up. I would stand up for them, like for certain. You know, it just depends on where I am in the crowd or like how I, you know what I mean. Like, but I would if someone was being violent towards someone like that. I would stand up for them Mm -hmm. because that's the right thing to do regardless of what their sin in their life is. Like, like another was like pro-life. You're like, I'm pro-life complete. I'm completely pro-life, right? I believe Mm -hmm. life is sacred. It's, it's God's choice that life exists, which means, and, and this is Jesus too, right? He laid down his life so that we may receive life. So, you know, if you're having a child, you lay down your life so that child might have life. That's Jesus' call. If you're too young to raise that child, then someone else needs to lay down their life to make sure that life is given a chance. Hmm. And if someone who I don't agree with is dying or drowning or you know in a burning building and I'm the person there that is has the ability, I'm going to try and save your life. You know, I'm going to push you out of the road if a moving car is coming towards you because I care about you because your life is important because God says life's important. I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't I don't care what your sin is. Mm -hmm. Your life's important. I don't support your lifestyle, but I support your life and I support you living and I support you having as long a life as possible so that, you know, you can come and meet Jesus. So, I just think that like Jesus was the middle ground. Like he 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 did come to the to the sinners. Like he came. Like the sick are the ones that need a doctor. Yep. Like, and, like and that's how Jesus. E- how you know? easy like, do we turn? So like society. Sorry, I just got to keep society. It's either this is the thing too. You get to the you get the Jesus is a bunch of rules. Or mm-hmm. Jesus is the progressive Jesus, where he's okay with all of the things that you're doing. Yeah. And it's like Jesus is neither of those things. Why Jesus, is it that Jesus, is
0: Jesus looks like exactly everything culture is promoting at this exact point in time. When when he came, he was against everything culture was promoting at that time, which included things like homosexuality. Included and,
1: a lot of the religious practices, too. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's the it's exact the, same standard. He was... Yep. He was the guy that was walking right down the path saying, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got it wrong because we all do. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going to say earlier that, you know, in that same vein, how often we take that freedom that Christ gives us and our own sin, you know, cast the, who he who is without sin cast the first stone. And we take that, we take our stones, that it's our problems, and we wanna cast them at other people. We would take that freedom that God and Christ has given us and turn it into condemnation for other people. That it's okay that I know my pains, my sufferings, my failures, how it's taken me to get here. And now all of a sudden, because I've gotten here, now I'm not gonna let someone else in because of their past and their failures. And so the hard thing is when you get in the middle of a fight for people, you're going to get scars from both sides of the fight. Yeah. And so that's that,
1: okay. Jesus did.
0: Yeah, and that's that's a hard thing because you've got to turn both your cheeks on both sides to different sides. Um but anyways, going back to that condemnation thing, it's just like we 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 need to be more graceful and forgiving. We really need that in today's world. Mm-hmm. We don't see a lot of that, and that's why I'm kind of saying that is like, it's, it's either one extreme or the other in our culture and you're lump sum into the algorithm for Facebook. You know, that's what you are. And now we have to censor you or now we have to cancel you, whatever it is. Hmm. Jesus came to give us that forgiveness and that love and that grace. And we need to be examples of that, regardless of what we think. Like, that's why Jesus said that we need to love our enemies. Yeah. Like we need to love our enemies
1: and pray,
0: pray for them for
1: those who persecute us. Bless like, them, bless them. Yeah, mm. yeah, bless them. Yeah, it's yeah. We need to be praying. We need to be praying as a church. Yeah. Mark, yeah, what Mark, do you, Mark you got anything on
2: that? Um. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what do you think about all this? You know all the
2: the condemnation
0: and stuff and the freedom
2: yeah yeah that's wild yeah that that vision that you got John is really cool of Christ like so much the mediator and yeah of course you know it's a pretty natural like thought but yeah just that picture of uh, him with that adulterous woman, and like literally being the middle ground, like literally spanning the gap there between the two sides, right? The the blatant, like the heavy sin, but then the accusation and the yeah, yeah, the world's judgment, right? Yeah,
1: it's so easy to forget that pride. Yeah, is the wor- is like the the sin. Yeah, you know, I'm mean, like those people obviously had pride holding the rocks.
0: You yeah. mean I'm not right
1: all the time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Pride is pride is the, the 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 original sin, you know. Pride is the first. Sin. Well, I've heard some people say like maybe vanity, the root. yeah, maybe the like root say, Satan's sins. vanity, you know, is what made him prideful. But, um, pride is the root of all other sins. Yeah, pride, all other sin stems mm-hmm. from pride. Yeah, you know, and, and actually, yeah, this Derek Prince teaching I was listening to, he was talking mm-hmm. about how when he was pastoring a church, he was this is a very old school like years ago, he, he, he was really hard on people who like smoked or drank in his congregation. And, uh, you know, he, he would basically tell people like, I want you to quit doing those things or I'm going to ask you to leave the church. This is a very old Mm -hmm. school, traditional, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of more fundamentalist, I believe, even though he's like the, 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 the father of like deliverance ministry in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, but he said it. He felt actually he felt really bad. He felt very convicted uh, after that because he wasn't asking people that had pride to leave the church, and it's like this is a um, a problem in the American church because we kick people out of churches, especially more fundamental churches, for certain unrepent. The sick in the
2: hurting or getting kicked to the hospital? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: you know, it's like it's like no. the, the adulteress. There yeah. is command for it, you know. Yeah. If they don't repent, that you 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 hand them over to Satan. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get in the Treat second letter them
0: like yeah. an unbeliever, right? Yes, that's the thing that I feel yes. a lot of those churches miss because mm-hmm. I I grew up in one of those churches, and you, it's like... it, which
1: would basically be you remove their membership. Yep. Yep. And if they can, if they are not, if they are not, um. Uh, what, what's the word for it? Um, you know, if they want to keep coming back, they're not going to, if they're not so angry and creating scenes, cause that, that does happen to yep, yep. I mean, churches split and stuff sometimes over like yeah. a membership issue like yeah. that, which is just Satan at work in the church, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, but I mean like pride, <laughs> I mean like for real, like we, you know, like, oh, this, this husband was caught adultering, so we have to kick him out, but like pride's totally okay to stay like what, you know, we, we do judge sins. In a really strange way, sometimes And yeah. it's like I mean, it says if you have pride that you were like you were the son of the devil. <laughs> Isn't that like a, is that Job forty one or no? Yeah, that's,
0: no, that's I mean, definitely a
1: parap- you know paraphrase. But
0: yeah, pride is. I, I mean, I get that from reading C.S. Lewis. Is where um, I learned that in college is that all sins are basically a sin of pride. Because we're telling God we know better than him mm. how to go pursue our desires, right? Yeah. So, like, he would say that something like pornography—
1: Or even pleasures, too. Yeah, you know, yeah desires, originally
0: pleasure. comes out of a good desire, but that it is a skewed perversion of that truth that God has given us that we have manipulated or been manipulated into by Satan um, to do. So, mm. like— you know, love and acceptance. Those are good things, but where do I go and get my love and acceptance from?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, am I going to God for that or am I going to the world? And so, you know, that can be yeah, pornography we have, or lust or whatever, you know, different relationships
1: with different people. Yeah, we have to remember that God is, God is the creator of pleasure. Mm-hmm. He's the designer of pleasure. Mm-hmm. So if we trust in Him— we're going to have indescribable pleasure in our lives. He is the the source of love. We all need love as human beings. Like like we need it. Like human beings need love, right? He's the source of it, Mm -hmm. of pure love, real love. You know, like, so walking in freedom, right? Walking in freedom, freedom. I mean, we've been talking about freedom from our past. You know, it's like... our past was a life full, filled with pride you know our own way our own dysfunction and it's like it's not a list of rules that we have to follow it's that we get to experience all these beautiful things that the lord has to offer us mm-hmm. and when you walk in that that's where the freedom is you know that's where the that's what comes from freedom when you actually live a, like without sin and 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 without guilt and without shame it feels really good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It feels really good to not be in patterns of sin, you know. Yep. And it's, you know, yeah. I yeah, I encourage you to to uh, get to the secret place because it's a life filled with prayer mm. that helps us, you know, live a life of freedom and live a life. In real, you know, in that intimacy with the Lord is where we need to go. But yeah. it's like if you can't get to the secret place, have friends drag you to the secret place, like, like get, carry you, carry, carry you, you. Yeah. get into the secret place with the Lord, um, because he's already there waiting for you. I'm gonna lock
0: yeah. you in this room with an outside <laughs> deadbolt until you get contact from God.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I <laughs> yeah. mean, so. We're probably going to get back into this verse because we didn't really get to touch on the verse too much. I know we touched a lot on freedom and stuff, but yeah, just the main thing is I, I just want you guys to know that you're you're free from your past under Christ. Like all these people who came to Christ, they were known for who they were, hmm. but when they came in contact with God, they became either a new name they were known for the touch of God on their life. Amen. Because they were known as the person who was a leper, but then they became the person who was a leper who is now cleansed.
2: Yeah.
0: Same with the paralytic. They were a paralytic for 30 years, but now he's the healed man, right? Mm -hmm. He was blind, but now he can see. Like this guy has vision and it's holy vision now. It's holy lakes, you know, that, so there's a touch of God when he intervenes with your life that changes the direction of your life. So that's what our theme is uh, for today and this podcast. And the next podcast is what we're talking about is I want you to know that basically anything that's happened in your past, it doesn't matter how grievous you think it is. Like God forgives you. Paul murdered Christians and Paul became one of the patriarchs of the New Testament church the in in the building of of the church so again like John was saying God has given you gifts he wants you to use those gifts so if you have struggled with alcohol if you have struggled with condemnation if you have struggled with homosexual thoughts, Um, you know, gender dysphoria, if you've struggled with pornography, with sexual thoughts, if you've struggled with abuse, anything that you have struggled from, come lay it down at the cross. God wants to forgive you, Mm. and he will take that away from you if you take on his yoke. I'm reading in Matthew right now, and you know, he says to Pick up his yoke, for it is light, because he is humble in spirit, and he is graceful, and he is merciful. So that's what we kind of want to hit on with this point is um, let go of your past. Give it over to Christ. If you have not done that, we would love to pray with you. Um, Let us know. Uh, Message us on Facebook um you know send us a message what whatever it is we'd like to pray for you if you've already done that but you want to say you know whether this has touched you and and you feel God telling you to lay down some things let us know
1: if you're uh, struggling to lay down things yeah. yeah and you feel like deliverance might help you reach out to me yeah because uh, yeah. Jesus is our deliverer and he 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 will set you free but sometimes it's hard you know it, it I know firsthand uh, you can be wrestling and battling sins for a really long time, and it's demonic in nature, and uh, you need a second hand. You know, like you need mm. need a brother in Christ to uh, to help walk you through some so sozo prayer. Mm, yep. And uh, you know, I really I, I I have this verse pulled up, Josh, and I just I just have to read it because I don't know if we've touched on it in the series before, but Second Corinthians five seventeen. I'm sure we probably have covered it. You know, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. How many things, guys? All, all, things. all things, man. That is everything, right? Mm. Everything about our past, all of it, is become new. So we, it, it's like now it's getting into the mindset of of believing that statement. Yep. Because the enemy will the enemy will come against your mind in believing that. Yeah. We have to come into alignment with God's word, right? It's like we can say all things are new, but I'm still like struggling with all this or doing all this. It's because you you need to come into alignment with that by the power of God. Yeah. You know, and if you need an intervention in that, I feel like deliverance oftentimes is that. It's like an intervention, you know, it's mm-hmm. like God will declare supremacy in your life um, if you if you want it, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm excited to keep talking about this, um, this freedom. Again, it's 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 a big thing, and understanding this concept that you're free. So, yeah, just again, this week as you go out, that that's kind of uh, your challenge is is um, lay down your past. If there's something that you've even just recently taken on um, that you've been battling with, take it to the foot of, cro- uh, of the cross and let Christ pick it up for you Mm -hmm. understand that, you know, close your eyes and think of that and ask Jesus to come to that. Right. Ask Mm -hmm. Jesus, Hey, can you come take care of this Mm -hmm. and see if he doesn't come to your mind and pick that burden up for you? Yeah. Um, you know, so just, you know, let, let God carry that burden with you and understand from that mindset that he is with you in that. So that, that would be your challenge today. Um, and then i you know again i know that this is kind of a cultural cliche but i do think that it's a truthful one that you know as you go about your day if you see someone else having a bad day or someone else that's uh being rough to you um or just someone else you know i would say don't don't necessarily judge them on that because maybe they're dealing with something um That we can lift that burden off of them because they probably got ten or twenty people around them saying how awful they are, mm-hmm. and you could be that light into their lives that that changes that for them. I'm not saying condone something like someone hitting someone else, but you know we need to come along those people as well, doing the actions as well as taking the actions to transform both
1: of their lives so um so yeah, just yeah, James one nineteen um, uh dear brothers. I desire that you all, you know, are quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Yeah. You know, I, just, I was just, re, I was just reflecting on that today. I, I just think we just need to be. Sometimes people just need to be able to be heard. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we just need to listen. We, we don't need to give an opinion every time. Yeah. You know. Just, you know, God listens to our crap all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so,
0: Mark, we can do that for others. Anything you
2: would like yeah, to add or? I'm just caught up on this this first part of that verse we read today Colossians: 121 once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior and so you're talking about these sin patterns and you know the yoke of Jesus and how yeah this mm-hmm. burden is easy and the yoke is light um but man like just laying down like asking for that renewing of the mind. And, and like, yeah, so much of these patterns that we're in, they're so mental and there's, there's so much, um, you have this block that we've just kind of come to accept. And so I think, hey, in your quiet time, yeah, ask the Lord for that renewing of the mind. And of course it comes through being washed in the word. Um, But man, yeah, that's, I just can't get like past that start that Paul has in in Colossians there.
0: Yeah, and I think we're going to, like I said, I think we're going to go back to this verse uh, next podcast and touch on it just a little bit more as we kind of transition into the, um, you know, the next topic, which I believe is freedom um, in kind of your new self. So we're going to talk about the new self, as we're saying, you know, transitioning our mindset and our new identity. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, so just rest in, in, in that God is going to take care of your past. Yeah. It's not just for your future. He wants you to give him his your your past um, so that he can transform your future. Because yeah. um, sometimes we need to let we need to um, cut off that chain that's holding us back so that we can get to our future faster. Yeah. Um, so uh, thank you for listening tonight. Um, again, if this is a podcast that you enjoy. Uh, please share.
1: Smash that yeah. share button.
0: Yeah, beat it up. <laughs> Smash it. Make that share button bleed over and
1: over again. <laughs> make it make it bleed. Happy faces, you know. Gosh.
0: Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's an image, man. Anyways, yeah, an image. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, share it with someone. Um, let us know. Again, we'd like to hear comments. I know, I know, it takes time, but let us know if this is something that's been beneficial for you. right on our Facebook page um, you know, let us know what's going on. Again, if there's any way we can pray for you, let us know. Um, we hope to keep building this up for you. We're going to keep pushing stuff out, even if there's only two people that want to listen. So, uh, we believe that there's going to be a lot more. Um, but we thank you for listening and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys next week or talking to you guys next week.
2: Yeah. God bless. Yeah. God bless.
0: All right. God bless you guys. Have a good night.
2: What do you think Paul's saying?
0: Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. If you've enjoyed it, please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you are on. And you can also follow us on MeWe, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you had a blessed time and the conversation brought some joy into your life. Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter
2: podcast.